0: Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple. The podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way, so you'll be better equipped to amplify your positive impact as a difference maker in any area in your life. We'll cover a variety of topics related to authenticity. We'll hear stories of how authentic leaders came to be who they are, and we'll create a platform for you to submit questions you'd like, to, uh, you'd like us to address on all the different topics that we talk about here and in my books. What's uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley, and we are super excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Haley. Hello. Hello. Well, we have an interesting topic today that we were reflecting on with you as a teacher, upcoming graduation. Uh, Many people in my life have got kids graduating. We got, I had a friend that was, we had a, we had our leadership academy last week and we had a one parent in there who's kindergartner was graduating from kindergarten and she was unable to get back to the, uh, to the ceremony because she was at the retreat. So she timed into the kindergarten graduation. So Aww. this is a time that we're thinking about transitions. And so I just, uh, let's start off with some of your thoughts about what transitions have to do with being authentic and finding your uh, true nature.
1: I think it's so important. I mean, especially echoing what we talked about, you know, last episode uh, about grief, that like transitions, excuse me. Oh my gosh, excuse me. Um, transitions are... Like for some people, that can be really easy. For some people, they are they're a lot more challenging. Um like even though I, I see this with with students, everything from transitioning from one class to the next. that can be quite challenging for some kids, um, let alone transitioning from, you know, points of 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 intense stress to more relaxed points. Um, but regardless of what it is, it's important to, I think, acknowledge the end of one and the beginning of another. Like it's important to grieve and acknowledge and accept and um the end of one phase of life or one one end of one activity because that's what a transition is it's the end of one and the beginning of another um so i think it's that yin and yang effect of of you know acknowledging the death and grieving the death or the end or the closing of one but then also celebrating and anticipating and getting excited about the next um and so i think if we look at it from like an anthropological perspective like there's something really important about the rituals that we create um to acknowledge that and you know like several cultures have their own versions of this especially you know the transition be- from childhood to adulthood i would argue that's one of the most significant ones but that doesn't have to be the biggest and and most important one you know like there are there are several others even just like day to day life transitioning from home life to work life or and vice versa and you know the importance of that commute to you know de-stress from work and and transition to your home life um and you know even in terms of like holidays and vacations the importance of like you know changing your routine and transitioning into a new one and then transitioning back again um so it's really important that we you know accept them as as important parts of life and treat the end and the beginning like the end and the beginning and the points in between as and give them the the respect it's owed
0: so, it's important to understand. I get it. And I really appreciate your thoughts on that. I, I, I think it's important to understand the difference between change and transition. Yeah. So, change is what happens outside of a person, transition yep. is what happens inside of a person. Transition is the reorientation that people go through when they come to terms with change. Mm-hmm. So, when you move, for example, you can move basically anywhere in this country. In less than a week, you have to, you know, you have to call your realtor and your, you know, uh, your, uh, moving company and your spouse, hopefully not in that order, but you can, <laughs> move any, you can move anywhere in this, in the country in a week, but how long does the transition take? It's much longer. Yeah. So we go through unknowingly and automatically transition after transition every day, waking up is a transition as you say going from one class to another coming from work and going home is a transition transitioning from being awake during the day to being asleep at night is a transition death is a transition graduation is a transition we've we've talked about masculinity here and growing up and becoming uh you know uh, initiated as a man initiated as a woman and that's you know that is a transition and there's a definite point where you know, where where that that line gets fuzzy between a child and an adult. And in many cultures, there's a very clear ritual that says, no, we're done with childhood. Now it's time to move on. The, for us, that's a it's a harder j- journey. Now, I, I just want to add the other piece, which is a this is a great time for what we call transitional rituals. It's a great time to connect. So the ritual comes from the Sanskrit Rita which means illuminating your nature. And during transitions is a great time to create rituals because it brings us into, we're we're vulnerable during transitions and having a ritual during our transitions is actually a valuable time for shining a light on your, it's a readiness and a receptivity to your authentic self. For example, when you wake up in the morning, I I have learned that it's important to wake up slowly and to have a morning transition, a transitional ritual where I start my day slowly and have some quiet time early in the morning. Before I go to bed, it's important to have a ritual. I don't sleep well if I watch television and then abruptly crawl into uh, into bed, especially if I'm watching something violent or watching Mm -hmm. the news. I don't sleep well. So, it's important for me to have a little ritual at the end of the day to wind down my day and to connect with my true nature, my authentic self, so that I can let go of the day and bring on the night. It's important uh, to have a transitional ritual at night when we come home from work. Um, I, I talked to a CEO who has a shower uh, every time he, he comes home from work just to clean off the day. And it's sort of like letting the day end when I did therapy and I, you know, dealt with people's problems all day long, I would have a little ritual at the end of the day where I would consciously leave all the problems at work, close the office door. And it was a little ritual. And then I'd left them, left them there. I talked to one guy that was a construction worker and he had a, he had a trouble tree in his backyard. And I said, what's a trouble tree? I was, we were talking about transitional rituals in a, in a workshop. And he says, I lean up against the tree. And I give my tree, this tree, big oak tree in his backyard. I give the tree all my troubles so that I don't bring my troubles home with me when Mm -hmm. I walk into the family. And it's his way to say goodbye to the day. So these kind of rituals are critical during periods of transition because it's a fragile time and we don't respect our transitions well in our culture. Mm -hmm. We just hammer through them and and will our way through them. So you're in the midst of certain transitions at your school right now as as you wind Mm -hmm. up the year and as you reflect on graduation. So I'd love to get your take on these whole notion of transitional rituals.
1: Yeah. Cause I was even just thinking like, you know, I look at like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs in Jewish culture. Right. And, and looking at, uh, quinceañeras in, in Mexican and Latino culture. And, um, like, these are all important rituals and, and, and rites of passage for coming of age. And then I was thinking like, what do we have in Canada for mainstream people? And it's, it mainstream culture and it's, you know, you go take a driver's test and then you get your driver's license. And that seems to be the, big one but what's really important is the graduation ritual I think and so uh with Montessori education uh it it goes in 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 years of three so oh excuse me so it starts in a long year
0: for you it's been a long year oh my god you had a great quote a German quote about yawning I I just heard from my yoga teacher last week in the academy don't be afraid to yawn we always suppress yawns and he just said yeah. no it's the always brits the brains it's the brains way of saying hey we got to get some oxygen in here so we don't suppress it. yawn, you know, let it happen. But go ahead. You're going to tell me something about that.
1: I was going to say, yeah, so the the German expression. So in German culture, you're supposed to cover your mouth. Yawning is good. Just cover your mouth. Because they always say, ah, ich bin nicht dein Zahnarzt, which translates to, I am not your dentist. Close, like, cover your mouth when you're <laughs> yawning, which I love. I think it's so funny. Classic Germans. <laughs> um, always official. Anyway, I digress. Um, come back yeah, I was know. Speaking of cultures Um, and my yawning, now that we're talking about yawning, I'm going to be, oh, here we comes again. Oh, no. Okay. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, Now I have all the audience yawning probably as it's contagious. Um, But uh, when I was thinking, um, so in in Montessori, what we do is we have um, different planes of development. So the first plane of development is called CASA, which is Italian for home. Uh, And this period of time, uh, or actually toddler first and then CASA actually. So toddler is even younger. Um, But CASA has, um, you know, two or three years, generally three. Uh, then you have junior elementary, which is grade one, two and three senior elementary, which is grades four, five and six junior high, which is grade seven, eight and nine. And then senior high, which is grade nine, grade 10 and grade 11 or sorry, grade, sorry, grade 10, grade 11 and grade 12. So essentially it's, it's three years per plane of development. Um, and you're with the same teacher for those three years. You're in m- m- uh, multi age groupings. So you're in there like sort of as a multi grade split where possible um and you're with the same group of people um generally for about those three years obviously you know as if in whatever grades you are you you know you lose the older ones as you move up and, and things like that um so what we have at our school um which is a relatively new ceremony that we we just sort of started the last couple of years but i love it so we have this oh excuse me oh my goodness he's yawning uh we have these iron bend uh, this iron bridge that I think one of our educators got at a garden store. I'm not really sure even where we found it, but it's this this sort of iron bridge that we move. Uh, and we have something called a bridging ceremony. And and so it starts with the toddlers. So the very, very first years. Um, and so they're like, you know, years, like they're two, maybe th- like, two years old, three years old, and they walk across the bridge, and they they leave their the one side of the bridge, which is where all the toddler educators and their peers stand, and they walk across the bridge to where their CASA teachers will stand, and the CASA teachers accept them. Then uh, after all of them cross the bridge, the CASA teachers may then move to the other side of the bridge with the CASA classes and the CASA students walk across the bridge to meet their, their junior elementary teachers um, and their junior elementary peers. And we always have um, strong speakers from each plane of development talking to the upcoming group. So we have junior elementary students who were chosen to speak on behalf of the junior elementary class to speak to the incoming junior elementary students and welcome them across and say, hello, welcome to junior elementary. We're excited to have you. Here are some things you need to know about the quirks of of in this classroom. Once the junior elementaries cross the bridge, or sorry, once the the Casas cross into junior elementary, the same thing continues. So junior elementary to senior elementary, we have senior elementary students welcoming the juniors uh, into it. Uh, the senior elementary teachers welcome them across uh, again from senior elementary to junior high, and then from junior high to senior high. And so I actually I, I cherish this day. Um, because I, I just love um, from a senior high perspective, I also teach junior high a little bit, but mainly senior high. Um, it's a really cool little rite of passage um, to have them, you know, leave their previous teacher, their peer- previous classmates, walk across the bridge in front of an audience of their parents uh, and previous teachers and and everything like that and be welcomed over by their new teachers for next year, their new classmates and then to have these students speak to the incoming students and welcome them and and you know encourage them. And it's a really beautiful metaphor, I think, um, for, you know, like the passing of the proverbial torch, right? As educators pass receiving the torch and then and passing it on to the next teacher, right? And 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 the the many, many, many hands of village, like the village it takes to raise a child, right? And and how important that is to have the teachers and each teacher throughout their academic experience, right, alongside parents to, to help the student across and and then it accumulates in, in the graduation ceremony for the grade 12, um, which is, you know, their own special prom and dinner and, and all of that and things like that. Right. But, um, you know, as they and that graduation ceremony is so, so critical. Um, which is why we, we, we did what we could during, you know, COVID times to be able to maintain that importance of that rite of passage, um, because it's a celebration, not just of the student, but of the teachers of the parents of, of the end of an era end of a childhood. Um, you know, not everybody goes to post-secondary and even then it, it doesn't have the same gravity as, as high school graduation, in my opinion, um, convocation at the university level, because you didn't build an entire life for, you know, twelve years, or if some of these students have been in the uh, Montessori school program, eighteen years, or I guess seventeen, if they started at, at, you know, one and a half years old, right? Seventeen years of public school or of private school of, of of school board education, right? Um, and acknowledging, like, with the people that you went through it with, your peers, the teachers that helped you along, your parents, it's such an important ceremony. Uh, as you begin the next phase of your life, whatever that is—be that university, college, a job, traveling—and um, so it's such an it's such a it's such an incredible um, rite of passage. And and I'm a huge advocate for um, for graduation and 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 prom and dinner and and just as because it's a celebration of this community and this village that raised this child. Uh, and then as they send them off into the world,
0: what's the impact? I love this. What's the impact on these kids? I mean, you've kind of alluded to it. And the
1: teachers. Yeah, I by, think by
0: having a ritual to do this,
1: I think like if I like, you know, I'll speak of, of graduation, like I think so fondly of my own graduation, you know, and yeah, it didn't go according to plan 100% of the time. But it, it is the first time as a young person that you really dress your best. Um, you know, you you pull out all the stops other than your wedding day, I would argue it's it's one of the times when you really, really wear everything and dress up really, really professionally. Um, you get celebrated for this achievement, which is 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 a lot more than just you graduated high school. It's you made it through childhood, you're embarking in adulthood, right? It's a lot more than just, you know you you completed all the credits you needed to get this diploma. It's a lot more than that. Right. And, and it's, it's so important to, to have that moment. It's in, 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 a lot of cases, like our graduation is on the very, very last day of school. I know some other schools have graduations earlier in the year. May long weekend was, was mine. And when I was in high school, um, at our high school, this could be very, this very well could be the last time some of these kids see us as teachers, see some of their peers, uh, and st- set foot on, on in, in, within the school. Right, and so it's a really important goodbye and closure, but most importantly, a celebration of everything they've achieved as children, as they begin the next phase. Um, and then, in terms of the bridging ceremony, it's it's important because it's it's a moment of pride as they walk across the bridge. It's, it's similar to the walking across the stage at graduation, um, but it's that acknowledging of like, yep, I'm I'm accepting the closure of one phase and I'm moving on to the next one. Right, um, and you know, I'm I'm saying thank you and acknowledging my parents, my my peers, my teachers for supporting me at this point. Now it's time for me to move on and, and learn from the next group of people in my life. Um, and so it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful little moment.
0: I love that. So what's mm-hmm. the lesson, Haley, for bringing this to life in all of our lives?
1: I think it's, it's respecting and holding space for ritual, but also that ritual is a deeply personal thing. Right. And so for some people I know, um, for like graduation and things like that, you know, some of my students, what was important to them was to, you know, some of them need to go and like, you know, yeah, kids are gonna have a party for sure, right? But that's important to them for some kids to go and celebrate with that, to have that party. For some students, what's important is for them to sit quietly and reflect, um, and and you know, recognize and be grateful for the previous phase and move on to the next one. So I think it it it's recognizing like the importance of transition rituals um as something that is really important culturally to humankind, um, but also something deeply personal to the individual. Um you know for for like i for me convocation my university graduation was not something personal for me but what was important was saying goodbye to the city that i had lived in for the last five years that to me was much more important as a ritual than it was for me to walk across the stage of this institution that i had just paid a bunch of money for for a really expensive piece of paper but that to me was not the important part what the important ritual was was going around for me and saying goodbye to all of these places in the city that i had loved for five years that was important to me as a ritual, right? And so I think it's 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 finding space to to reflect and and do a ritual that is important to you and the transition in your life, and and to know what you need, but to respect that that there is something needed, to to recognize and hold space for transitions. We can't just move from one thing to the next without, especially these big life changes, uh, without um, you know. Uh, you know, a way to, to, to kind of accept the, or like accept, acknowledge the old welcome in the new.
0: Yeah. And it's not that we get closure so that we never deal, you know, we never have anything in the past to deal with things will come up, no. but it makes it, it, there's a structured way of connecting with ourselves in these fragile moments of transition to just rebuild inner strength. Yeah. Uh, for example, grieving. Um. I'm, I'm, you, you know, I I'm big on funerals, I think we've talked about this in these in earlier podcast episodes to have a ritual that we can celebrate a life that we can grieve and and be grateful uh, for a life to honor ourselves and the person that we are honoring in that ritual. Um, I, you know, one of the things we talk about in in the authentic leadership academy is is reconciling our past so when we've had difficult a difficult past, there's a healing process. And oftentimes, it involves writing a letter to someone who's hurt us. And there's a structure for writing the letter, you rarely ever send it, don't need to send it. But you can have a ritual of burning it to say goodbye to that old life and say good, good day to the new life. And I think there's just opportunity. And this is what I want our listeners to take away from this conversation is to reflect On how do you do transitions in your own life, whether it's moving, or waking up in the morning, or coming home from work, or going from one job to another, um, of leaving a career and going into another job, or or as simple as as ending the day. What kind of rituals do you use to bring back to yourself during these moments of fragility and vulnerability? It opens us as an opportunity to connect more with ourselves, our deeper self in these moments.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I think recognizing that for some people, it's something deeply personal and individual. And for others, it's needed. You need to be with a community, right? And so for some people, that that transition needs to be shared with somebody who else is going through that same, tra- same trans- transition as you. Sometimes it's more about a personal reflection, introspection, something deeply individual, right? And I think like both are valid, both are important, depends on the individual and the the circumstances.
0: Well, I hope this has been uh, reflected. Anything else you want to say about transitions?
1: I think, yeah, like I think it's, 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 I think like recognizing that for some people transitions are hard and a way to alleviate some of the challenge of the transition rituals can can provide that and so it's thinking about different kinds of rituals to help during times of turbulence during times of change to help that make that transition a little bit easier and smoother
0: well it's interesting because uh, transitions can be difficult Um, and this is why we tend to escape from ourselves so how many times we come home from work and just eat or we come home from work and just uh open a bottle of booze and you know it's it's not that you shouldn't do that. There's no we're not suggesting any rules here, but we miss an opportunity to connect with ourselves. And this is often a time where we just turn on the television or or turn to the refrigerator, or uh, do something unconsciously, and we miss, and this is our purpose is to bring that into the awareness of a co- of consciousness. Uh, we miss an opportunity to deepen ourselves as opposed to deflecting or deferring ourselves. Um, so rather than rather than escaping um, or deflecting, it's an opportunity to deepen. And that's mm-hmm. what, if, if we can begin to have structures so that we come home and just have, you know, a few minutes of quiet time before, or if we have a really hectic personal life that we can just stop in the driveway and take a breath or go for a walk in nature, uh, before we come back to our personal relationships, if there's a lot of hecticness there, maybe we've got young kids that we come into. Um, I know, uh, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who was telling me that she's an elementary school teacher. And she was telling me that she's seeing a real trend that when the kids get picked up from school and the kids j- climb into the car seat, as you would know this, when kids are in elementary, there's a window where they want to yes. talk about their day. And oftentimes um, parents are in the front seat, what she's noticed on their devices Mm -hmm. and unavailable. Now, I I don't want to make a judgment. We all have reasons to be on our devices, but this is a transition from school to home. And if you miss that window with young kids, chances are they won't open up two hours later, that Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for them to just talk, to get off their chest, what, what, what their day was like. And how often do we need that? where we come home and maybe have a significant other in our life where we just need to just vent for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes before to end the day or have a group of colleagues at the end. Uh, Maybe, you know, just to sit and reflect on the day or have a transitional ritual at the end of the week where we go to the bar and just have a beer. Now, again, all transitional rituals, um, you know, taken to an extreme can become destructive. If that's the only transitional ritual we have is to go to the bar and drink. Uh, there may be some problems associated with that. But uh, all that we're saying is to be conscious about how you get through transitions, how do you connect with yourself, and what kind of rituals might be helpful to structure into your life.
1: Exactly. There's actually it just reminded me of this. speaking, here's another German expression is uh, which translates to like, celebrate the evening. And it's this time that when you're leaving for work for at the end of the day, say like like, have a good celebration of the evening and it's this like unique time it's kind of like happy hour is maybe the best translation but it doesn't really fit cuz it's it's way more like you use it way more often than happy hour. And it doesn't just refer to like going to the bar and having drinks. Um, but it often does. Um, but it's an important like piece of German culture about like, you know, going to celebrate at the bar with your colleagues to debrief the day before going home and having a, a beer. Um, but like, but but the phrase has gone beyond just that usage of it. And it's more just to mean like, you know, the celebration of the evening at and like at the beginning of the evening and after the work day.
0: You got it. Mm-hmm. Well, my dear daughter, what are you grateful for today as we wrap I, this
1: weekend. Great question. I am uh, grateful for running because I think it's a wonderful thing and for dogs. I've got my dog right here. He's just like, I'm just petting him on his belly right now because he's just, he's funny. Um, but animals, they just, uh, you know, they just liven up your life. They're the best. Um, I just, they're, they're so fun. I'm just big fan. Like even too, it was funny. Um, my sister Chandra. Um came and spoke to my class over Zoom yesterday about, uh, you know, being police officer and everything like that. Uh, and at the very end of her conversation, two of her cats jumped up right in front of the camera. And of course, totally, just totally derailed this sophisticated, intricate discussion that we're having. And I was like, all, all the kids were like, oh, um, and that's all it needed. That's all they needed. So they're just gawking at her cats for a little while. So just, yeah, animals and running and the opportunity to, to chat about this with you, Dad.
0: So the cats were Offering a transitional ritual to end they the were. presentation.
1: They were indeed, yep, and it was just what the kids needed. They were like, "Oh, kitty." <laughs> well, I'm grateful
0: because we had a an amazing, uh, authentic leadership academy last week at the University of Calgary that we went in partnership with, and we had uh, an amazing group of difference makers who really built a community and were committed to this journey of. Of leading and living more authentically and and living from a more meaningful place. And so it was a very extremely meaningful experience for me. Oh, and I anybody who's interested in that, I would encourage you to uh, look up our website and uh, and learn more about it. If you okay. want to go deeper with this material, Haley, it is always a pleasure. Uh, I love talking to you. Uh, and I hope that our listeners get as much value or even a portion of the value that I get out of our conversations.
1: me too. Me too. And as we always say, be real and stay real.
0: Absolutely. Until next time, take care, everybody.